This episode of Two Girls, One Pup was brought to you by listeners like you who support independent artists and by people who love puppies. Pups and dogs. Dogs. Male camp. Dogs. Puppies. Ooh. My guests today are John Luce and Annie Enninger, friends of mine, hilarious Second City comedians, writers. They both teach in the writing program and the improv program, and they just got a dog. On today's show, we're going to talk about their dog, Pearl S. June Squib. Pearl Bark S. June Squib. She's got a whole lot of names. We're also going to learn what the term bleeding biologically means, and we're going to find out what two gay guys do with their new pup. Nope, that sounds gross. Coming up on this episode of Two Girls, One Pup. Grab that leash. Hey everybody, welcome to Two Girls, One Pup. I'm your host, Monique Madrid. This is the show that you can listen to with your dog. I'm really excited to have my friends John and Andy and talk about their new dog, Pearl. We're going to talk to them in just a minute, but first things first, grab a leash, grab a poop bag, something that as new owners, they're learning to do. And let's go meet the dogs in our neighborhood. Um, All right, what is your awesome dog in an awesome sweatshirt's name? Toby. Toby. And Toby, this is his first time at any dog park or just this one? Any dog park. Any dog park. Is he new? Like, is he new to you, or why have you never... Yeah, he's only seven months old. Oh, he is so cute. He seems a little nervous here. So, yeah, a little bit. He's figuring it out, <laughs> though. What kind of dog is he? He's a multi-poo. And I assume that's a uh, holiday sweater. Was that a Christmas gift? Yeah, it was from Santa. Oh, <laughs> it fits perfectly. Santa knew. <laughs> so does that mean uh, he's a he's a good boy? Yeah. He was a good boy this year? Yeah. Well, it's like our first dog, my family's first dog, so we like are obsessed with him. <gasps> You're fr- so how's that been? Like, what's surprising about having a new dog or having a dog for the first time? Uh, it's like a lot of responsibility, but it's, it's fun. Yeah? It's awesome. Is he easy to train? Yeah, he was easy to train to pee. He just has his little pee pads. And he just pees inside and he's fine. Yep. What's the like cutest thing he does that you're obsessed about? Besides br- living and breathing and doing everything. Um, sometimes he goes outside into our backyard and he just sits. And then when the wind's blowing, he'll just sit there and like have the wind in his hair. Aww. He loves, he's just enjoying, the, maybe he's meditating. <laughs> and what's the thing he does that is uh, not good? He likes to go into the bathroom and get toilet paper out of the trash can. And it's really bad. Oh, Toby, you wouldn't do that, would you? You're too adorable. Well, he's very cute. I love his sweatshirt. Toby. Oh, well, nice to meet you guys. Nice to meet you. Mm, technology. Hello, this is John. Hi, John. This is Monique. Hey, Monique. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Very good. Is it cold there in Chicago? Oh, it's terrible. Yeah. Are you the most <laughs> sad? Are you so sad? I am so sad. <laughs> uh, <laughs> is Andy there as well, or is this just the one? Yeah, hold on. Let me put oh, it on speaker. Okay. Good evening. Good evening. Well, guys, thank you so much for being on the Two Girls, One Pup show. Um, I have to say, it has been... <laughs> 
<laughs> such a delight watching you two enter into dog fatherdom. Uh, and I thought I wanted to like capture this moment while it was still so fresh and new because you don't get to capture that like new baby experience early on like this normally. Uh, so let's talk about it. Sure. Um, I mean, in, in three weeks, we're going to be old hats at this. <laughs> right. And bored of your dog. No, you'll never be bored. She's going to give you joy every single day of her life. It's the best thing ever. Yeah, we're, we're so happy already. So give us a little brief synopsis of what you two both do, both individually and separately, uh, that doesn't have to do with dogs. Like in our real life? Yeah. Well, in your career. I mean, this is, I usually interview. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to know too much detail of what you do in your real life. Let's hear what you do for, for fun stuff, for your, uh, for your comedy careers. All right. We'll keep it PG. Okay. Uh so this is Andy. I, I work for Second City. I do, I run the writing program there. I'm the head of the writing program. And then I do corporate consulting for their business to business arm, finding different ways to apply improvisation. And it's a joy. It's never the same two days in a row. It takes me all around the world. Now, have you ever taught improv or writing to a dog? <laughs> Only in as much as one needs to, to find solutions when one needs to accomplish something that the dog isn't on board with. <laughs> it says a very patient early father. Wonderful. Uh, and how about well, you? Think, Go ahead. I think that's the way the dog teaching improv to us. It's real cheesy to say, but it's very true. I do agree on that. And also they'll teach you to have compassion and be less judgmental because you'll realize there's things about Comet. Like I get annoyed that he doesn't play with dogs that much. He's not a very playful dog. And then you just realize, no, that's him. And I shouldn't force my husband to go out when he doesn't want to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, tell us about yourself, John. Uh, I, uh, I uh, teach at Second City in the writing program and sometimes the improv program. And I also work for Second City Works on the corporate side. But I do more uh, writing and I do a little bit of facilitation as well. Wonderful. And you two are now engaged. Is that still correct? <laughs> that is correct. Uh, what made you decide? Was it part of the engagement? I guess, what made you decide to get a dog? How did this come about? Well, you know, we've been together for eight years, and that's the time where you start finding that emptiness in your relationship. <laughs> we really wanted to reach out and fill it with something living and breathing. <laughs> your bodies are perfect. We didn't, we couldn't really spend money on plastic surgery, so a dog was perfect. Yeah, you do do have perfect bodies. That's a good point. product. <laughs> <laughs> that is uh, right. Uh, well, I've I've wanted us to have a dog for a long time, and. Now that we're finally living together, it kind of became a more serious discussion. And um, for years, I've been sending Andy pictures of uh, shelter dogs online just to basically make them cry, <laughs> most of which have special needs. Those are the dogs he's attracted to. Uh, and uh, we talked about it, talked about it. Um, Andy took a more uh, pragmatic approach to bring the dog on board as much as I think he was afraid of all the feelings he'd feel with a dog in the house. Yeah. Because um, he's had dogs before. We both had dogs before, so we knew we loved them. And uh, so it just kind of became a progressive thing. And just kind of spontaneously, we just decided a couple weeks ago to just go to a shelter and check things out. And ooh, I love when dogs bark in the background of my podcast. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know. 
Might be the delivery guy here. Guys, it's a special guest. We have a surprise on the podcast for you today. It's Mailman John. No, I don't know. Oh, I think <laughs> so, did you, I guess, okay, so you went to the shelter. Did you, you didn't look at her ahead of time. You just went straight to the shelter? Ironically, we did look at her. We had been looking at a different dog. And then when that dog, it turned out, had already been adopted, uh, we were just checking out this shelter. It looked like it had a good array of dogs. And we just both happened to have seen her under her previous name, Gidget. Gidget. On this uh, shelter's website. And we both thought she looked really adorable, but um, we, we didn't know. You know, once you, once you kind of get attached to a dog online, kind of in that grinder sort of way, uh, <laughs> and, and it, you get you lose them, you just aren't, aren't going to play that game again. So the woman must have seen her and liked her profile and swiped, right? <laughs> what was it like when she met you? Because I know people go to the shelter and they, because we didn't get comment in the shelter. We fostered him first. But sometimes people go to the shelter and they're like, we just knew immediately. Did you have that connection? Well, kind of. She was the second dog that we saw. Uh, the first dog was great, but very much not interested in us, very much interested in everything else in the room besides us. Ah, uh, yeah. And, uh, so she was the second dog, and we actually didn't think she was still there. And the, the person said, do you want to go meet Gidget? And we're like, oh, wow, you, you still have Gidget. So we went down and met her. She was uh, in heat. Uh, so we went to this little room of like a vestibule uh, to meet her. And it was uh, kind of a, not a cement floor, but a ceramic floor, a light-colored floor, and I'm wearing light-colored pants. So let's set the set the scene. Okay. For blood on the Amazon that follows. <laughs> so she's a delight and super excited to see us and meet us and uh, running around and being just adorable. But yes, uh, also bleeding at the same time. You adopted a bleeding dog. Yeah. No, she was biologically bleeding. It wasn't like she'd been stabbed on the side. <laughs> she was going through a natural, a natural phase that. We accept. We don't feel. We don't, she shouldn't feel any shame for it. She's in the pro-estrous phase of her estrus cycle, which I now know about. Oh, I don't even know what that is, and I bleed biologically once a month, and I don't even know what that is. <laughs> yeah, I'm the gonna... estrus cycle is the dog cycle. They, it's 180 days long, and they bleed for about two to three weeks of that. Oh my god! Well, yeah, that's what you've been posting about how your dog's on her period and <laughs> just <laughs> bleeding all over your stuff. Uh. Yeah, we, I mean, we, we, we kind of had a moment in the shelter where we were like, do we want to do this right now? We didn't, we weren't actually planning on getting a dog. We didn't have any dog accoutrement at home, but she was just so sweet. And it just, in the moment, felt like the right thing to do. So we, yeah. And it, everyone in the shelter was just saying, oh, she's so wonderful. I don't know why she wasn't adopted yet while she's leaving a blood trail behind her. That might put some people off. Because like you said, you just realize, you know, that's going to last for another couple of weeks. And then, and then still, still be that great dog. I don't know why, but it just seems very progressive of you. I just love the fact that these, this gay couple has a dog on her period. And it feels very yeah, progressive yeah. of you guys for some reason. It was just special needs enough that John was, was all in. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, did you just hear that? Uh, Andy just said that. Bitches on their periods are special needs.
You heard it here first, folks. The diaper situation. Yeah, she was in a diaper. Oh, yeah. What's that like? She had a special need for for a diaper, so... Uh, it's all completely normal and natural, but yeah, we had to put her in a diaper for, it ended up being almost exactly two weeks after we got her. Today was actually the first day she was without diaper. Well, wait, um, so, so does the nice. diaper have a hole for the tail? Uh, well, there are dog diapers that do have holes for the tail, but they are very expensive and they're actually very thin. Oh. Uh, so we got a tip from a friend to just buy regular baby diapers and cut a hole in them. That turned out to be actually much, much better. But we life hacked that stuff. Yeah. yeah, you did. Much cheaper and it covers her much better. <laughs> Does she just look at you like you're crazy when you're putting it on? And also, do you put it on where she lays down like a baby? Or how do you, or do you put it on where like pants? <laughs> she has to be standing on all fours for you to really get it on. And you have to start like pulling her tail through the hole and then kind of wrapping it around her. We woke up really good by the end. Uh, if she tries to sit, then you can't get her. If she's laying down at all, you can't get it on her. And all along, like, do you have carpets on your floor? Is she just, like, bleeding everywhere? <laughs> the diaper cost most of that. It also kind of encouraged her to go to the bathroom in the house, though, too. Yeah, I bet. I bet. She's like, well, we got one. Uh, and we, had a, we have two big rugs. We pulled one up, the nicer of the two, um, knowing that... It could be trouble, but uh, so far she's only messed in her um, diaper, so <laughs> so right. far so good. I'm sorry to ask this. No, I'm not. So did she ever poop in the diaper? And if so, did you have to wipe her? And if so, did you wipe front to back? Because you know, you, I mean, obviously you have to. Right. We... She never, she never did number two in the diaper. Okay. Well, she did a number two... A little tiny number two through the diaper. She was really and they didn't really stay inside the diaper. My thesis is that she thought she was farting and she wasn't. Otherwise, she's been impeccable on, on that front. Uh, John likes to wipe her regardless. He has oh. an obsession. He a little baby wife as she walks in the house. And uh, yeah, we've been wiping front to back. Okay, good. That's good. Um... Are you planning on wiping her even after this diaper thing is done? Like, that's not going to be your thing, is it? Uh, depends. Uh, <laughs> no pun intended. I mean, normally I, I don't think I will, but if, if it gets messy back there, it's furry back there, so there's opportunity for things to stay behind. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, first of all, didn't you say you're, she's going to be spayed, right? Or is it neutered? I don't know which one it is. Yeah, she'll be spayed. We have to wait two weeks, according to the shelter worker. We have to wait two weeks until she, two weeks after she's done with her her cycle. Okay. So coming today is two weeks, the first day of her cycle being done. So, well, two weeks from now, it'll basically be a, a Christmas, a Christmas miracle. Yeah, Christmas. <laughs> do they do they get um, like is she more emotional now? You think does that happen to dogs? Uh, John did more research. We, uh, my, our theory is that she's a little more aggressive during it, but also because she's biologically trying to find dogs to get on her. Right, right. I mean, dogs would bark from houses and like throw themselves up against the windows as we walked by. <laughs> Major sense. Uh, yeah, we're actually we're actually interested to see her behavior now this week. Now that she is. She's done um, to see how it compares. Because we, we suspected some of her behavior was probably tied to 
seen in that phase, that cycle of heat. Um, there's a lot, of, a lot more hormonal, uh, a lot of more estrogen is created, and a lot more, just a lot more stuffs going on biologically. Yeah. Um, it, it, she showed some food aggression with a, with a couple other dogs, not like anything serious, but just a little bit. So we're wondering if that was more related to the heat as opposed to her right. personality. Aunt Pearl's in town. Um, did she? <laughs> all right, we'll move on for the period thing. I don't want to. I don't want to shame her. Like you said, this is all natural. Uh, I will be telling Corey every month that I am bleeding biologically. That is my new. <laughs> from now on, I love it so much. Um, well, what? Where did the name Pearl come from? It's a great name. Well, thank you. Uh, we well, we looked at Bridget Bardog at first. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> and then we started researched Bridget Bardot and she she's a horrible person. She's kind of a crazy person in her old age. Oh. Ironically, Bridget Bardot, after she left show business in like 1973, uh, became an animal rights activist. That was her primary passion. That's great. Which is awesome. But then more recently, she's been coming out about the purity of the French blood and don't let foreigners come in and wreck that. And she looked for a new name. And. I think it was on our second day, second morning, Andy took her out for a walk in the morning and came back with the idea of Pearl. Does she have a middle name? It's, well, it's Pearl S. Bark. (laughs) Uh, But her full name is Pearl S. June Squibb Bark. June Squibb? Where's that come from? I just love the actress June Squibb. Oh, okay. So, uh, to appease me, Andy, let me have that part of her name. <laughs> the silent, the unspoken middle name. <laughs> we have a show her in a dog show. That'll be her full animal name. You can't show her in a dog show if you get her fixed, though. Oh, right. And she's a, she's a, uh, a mutt. So. Oh, yeah. What is, <laughs> what kind of dog is she? We didn't talk about that. Uh, she, they, they think she's a short hair collie and hound mix. And is this the kind of dog that you typically are attracted to, or do you not really care? Are you not doggist? We're not doggist. We're both like lots of like little wiggly, interested dogs. Uh, we have a dog in our in our life who's tiny <laughs> and sweet. Is that dog jealous of Pearl? No, not at all. No, that's um, I grew up with. I had a golden retriever growing up, and my family has. Uh, in my siblings, they have a chocolate lab, a, a pit bull lab mix, and a boxer. So kind of bigger, more sporty dogs is kind of what I've grown up with. Um, but uh, I love all types. There's not a type of dog I don't love. I was actually looking up uh, those. What was it called? Chinese short hair. Oh yeah. Any. The ones that like always win the ugly dog contest. Yeah, and they they're so ridiculous looking, but I I also love them. I would love to have one. <laughs> oh, I would totally love to have one of those ugly dogs. I think they're the best. They're so cool looking and weird, and I think ugly dogs are mm-hmm. cute though. Yeah, totally. And then Andy used to have a Doberman. I had a Doberman mix. I've always had like medium to large, very stupid dogs. Having <laughs> <laughs> a very bright dog is difficult. Is she smart? Is she a smart dog? Yeah, she's been learning. She's been learning um, Visual Basic uh, on the computers while we're gone. Here today. <laughs> Shocking how smart she is. The other day, we, we've been crate training her, and she's been great about that. Which I, I wouldn't think she would have been, but 
Yeah, she loves her. Her crate is a nice, safe place for her. It was a good, good spot for her to go on the first few times after leaving the house. Uh, and, and she likes to get up early in the more earlier than an actor likes to get up. And so uh, she's been going to her crate in the morning just for that last hour, so I can sleep a little bit longer. But now she's figured out that that's what's going on. That she's getting she's going into her crate, and so that treat goes in there, and she knows if she leaves one foot outside of the crate and goes into it and pulls the treat out with her foot. She can't stop the business. How smart! She's so smart. Do you feel like you're yeah, already is. being inspired by her comedically? That sounds... Ugh, that was a, I hated myself for saying that question. <laughs> but, like, I call Comet my muse because because of him, this whole show started and then the podcast. And, uh, I mean, not just because dogs are hilarious, but... I really feel inspired by him. Um, so do you guys feel that with Pearl? <laughs> yes. I would, uh, not only is our relationship emotionally bankrupt, but I think <laughs> our, artistically bankrupt too. So we just really needed something. <laughs> Babies are really hard for gay couples to get right now. So we just needed something quick. Uh, <laughs> uh, she's been, she's great. She's, I guess, she's just so weird. She's a little spaz sometimes. And, just kind of seeing her entertain herself because she's actually very self-entertaining. She'll just grab a toy and play with it, right? Like wiggle it around and throw it around. Okay. Um, like you'll play with her, and then she's like, "Okay, I'm gonna go play with myself now." That sounded bad, but you know what I mean. Uh, <laughs> she's progressive. And it's, it's actually been really interesting seeing like the levity that she brings and day to day how like not that I was in a morose place before by any means. We're actually in a very good place in our relationship. Thank you very much, Andy. <laughs> it's a good you guys. We're deeply happy now that we have a dog. It's just like this extra infusion of joy in your day that you didn't used to have. And it's, yeah, it, it is. I, don't, I, I can't say directly that it's inspired anything specific for me yet, but it's definitely infused me with energy. Yeah. Well, I, I mean it's proven that dogs make you live longer and make you happier. And, um, I did, I made a little gratitude jar for a bunch of friends and myself last year for Christmas. And so anytime just to be better about staying in the moment. So I write little notes and just things that I'm grateful for, and I'm going to read it this Christmas. And I know that a majority of it is going to be something about Comet because he makes me laugh every single day or he cuddles me every day or, you know, that's, that's kind of their jobs. I think that's why they're here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're just pure happy. Yeah, she makes us laugh all the time. Do you feel like it's, um, I mean, beyond joking, like, a relationship, but are you guys finding yourselves playing certain roles with the dog and being, oh, there's another question. Do you guys call yourself dad or play that role? I'm dad and John is mom. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're both, we're both dad. We call ourselves the dads. Um, I would say Annie's a little bit more of the the taskmaster um and then john breaks all the rules and ruins the rules. <laughs> you're not surprised and, by that i assume danny just called me about an hour ago uh when she wanted something from him but when he couldn't get it she went over to me and he's like oh she's going over to the weakling <laughs> what about her is or not just her but having a dog because how long has it been now three weeks a month oh it's only been it's been uh two weeks exactly two, weeks two weeks oh it's just two weeks oh it's so fresh Yes. 
What's the part about it that's more challenging or less uh, enjoyable than you expected? Well, the diapers certainly were a drag. <laughs> and then uh, two things, I think. I mean, a couple times when she went to the bathroom in the house, you're just like, no, ah, uh, really? And then walking out on the leash, she can be just so crazy. She can be great, and then she can just be crazy, and you just realize that there's, there's miles to go in terms of things to learn to both us and her, and that can be daunting. Yeah. Well, and that's, but she's still a puppy, so you just still have to train her, I assume. So that'll change. Yeah, we're gonna, we'll take a class or two for sure. Does, um, she, does she get jealous of you too, of either one of you? Like she tries to dominate one over the other? She has no problem getting on top of John Lewis. <laughs> you know, likes to put her paw, when I'm on the couch, I come and press her paws against my shoulders and like stand up on me. That's um, so cute. Which is like, I'm sure this is some kind of bad behavior, but I actually like it. So yeah. <laughs> you start like weighing the options. There's things that we do with Comet that we're like, I know. Like he sits at the kitchen table with us for breakfast and we don't let him get on the table and he's not allowed up here when there's food. But we love having him come up here and have coffee with us. So mm -hmm. if it's not harming anything, not that I'm an expert, but I do have a podcast for dogs, you guys. Right. <laughs> I'm trying to make you an expert. A little bit. I am learning more about dogs than I ever expected to. Uh, and mm -hmm. they've taken over my life for sure. Yeah. Uh, well, she's definitely become a big part of ours already. Yeah. And I'll recommend you should. Um, there's a great, uh, I think it's on Netflix, a great documentary called Dogs Decoded. Like all those different documentaries. Yeah. It's really great. Because then you start learning why they do things. And then you want to find out about um, what their breed is, and and I we learned that Comet likes to play hide and go seek because we heard that dachshunds are really good at those kinds of games. So you get really, <laughs> it's just weird how obsessive we get about them. That's amazing. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, all right, gentlemen. First of all, do you have anything coming up, uh, whether it's going to be online or in Chicago, that you want people to come see besides your dog? <laughs> We'll stop by and see Pearl anytime. Uh, Andy has a Andy has written and directed a new musical that he'll be happy to tell you about. Please go yes, ahead, I have, Andy. I have a musical called Pony Boy, which is kind of a mashup of the musical Music Man and the serious dramatic work Equus. <laughs> uh, and it's occurring at the Annoyance Theater Fridays in, in January and February. Oh, awesome! All new. All new original musical. It's not a parody of Music Man, although it does follow the plot line of Music Man. And that's in January and February? Yeah. Awesome. And John is in it. John plays a pony, so he's learning animal animal thinking and animal <laughs> characters fine from Pearl. Uh, and does, <laughs> does John have a shirt on during this show? No, he's going to be... <laughs> He's going to be in a um, well, a state of undress with a, an Equus-like pony head, and we say this: he's going to have a, a pony erection the whole time. <gasps> nice. My pony character is a, a special pony. <laughs> what about uh, you, John? So you're appearing in this. Um, I know you write a lot for the Second City Network. Yeah, I've been doing a little bit of that. I was the thing I like to the plug, if I may, is. Uh, I did a web series that's going to be coming out in uh, middle of January. We don't have an exact release date yet, 
but uh, it's premiering at the Annoyance Theater January 10th. It'll be an actual premiere night. We, we screen it for people, and then we'll release it online shortly thereafter. But it's called uh, Cheryl Still Single, and it's a web series that I wrote and I star in with uh, Andy's also in it and uh, an array of talented Chicago folks. It's about a woman in her 50s who's never dated before, uh, who gets signed up for a reality dating show called America's Sexiest Singles and uh, begins dating and disaster ensues. So, I, uh, Knowing you, it's going to be brilliant. It's going to be brilliant. I'm oh, sure both you. of those shows are going to be amazing. <laughs> Before I let you guys go, we're going to play a quick game that we play every episode that we call Ooh. Off the Leash. Leash, leash, leash. Off the leash. Off the leash. All right. So here's the thing. You have to answer these questions without thinking too hard, right off the top of your head. I'll let you two kind of go back and forth. So this first one, one of you answers first, and then the next time the other person does. Take turns. Um, So first question, what is your favorite dog movie? Oh, Homeward Bound. Yes. Uh, With the Golden Fever and the Pug and Michael J. Fox and Sassy the Cat. Yes. <laughs> That's a correct answer. It would be a tie between where the red fern grows or Babe, the pig in the city, which doesn't have dogs centrally, but they're definitely features. I'm gonna I'm gonna veto Babe. That's a pig movie. I mean the pig is the pig is the main character, but the dogs are kind of like the Sylvester Stallone and Apollo. I mean they're they're really good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll I'll mm, I'll get back to you on my ruling on that one. <laughs> on that one, uh, so far uh, it wasn't a competition, but now it is, and so far John is winning. All right, very um, uh, <laughs> Andy, I'll let you answer this one first. I want to hear. You can't count Pearl's name, obviously, because she trumps all. But I want to know your favorite and least favorite dog names. Oh, um, my favorite dog name is Pickle. Our friend Becky Eldridge has a dog named Pickle. I know Pickle. And least favorite dog name. Well, my parents had a dog and it had a real name. I can't remember. Arthur might have been his real name, but my dad called him Whitey. And you would yell for Whitey at the door. Oh, no. Nope. Nope. <laughs> All right. <laughs> John, least favorite and best favorite. Mm, that's a word. Yeah, best favorite and least favorite dog names. My favorite dog names uh, are any dog that's named that's excessively human. Like, I, I've never met a dog named Eric, but if I met a dog named Eric, I would love that. Yeah, good I call. Mean, there's a dog in our neighborhood that I uh, met recently named Martha. I thought that was a really cute name for a dog. Uh, yeah, my next door neighbor's dog's name is Nancy. Oh yeah, That's, yeah, yeah I, love that. I love that. It just, I think it just gives them so much personality. Uh, and then my least favorite dog name, um, I, I like I, anything that's either like too generic, like Rex or Fido. Um, I think it's because I. I teach sketch comedy and people will always name dogs and scenes like Rex or Fido. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or anything that's like St. St. Puffle Puff or. <laughs> right. Pookie. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, finally, and either one of you can answer this or both of you can. What is the most embarrassing story that you have re- with a dog that you've been a part of? Oh boy. 
Um, that's a great question. Uh, I had a, I had a dog. This was the Doberman mix, and we had him at uh, a an office, a small business office in Chicago. And the landlord keyed in so unexpectedly, and the dog barked at him and bit him. <gasps> and only the landlord was a little shyster, like he tore his sweater and barely broke the skin. Uh, as the guy like threw his arm at the dog, so we had to settle. Out of- we just settled out of the out of court because this guy was a little, a little conniver. Ah, uh, what an asshole! And then he like would show up with his arm in a cast. I mean, it was it was as bad as it gets. Boo. It was so horrible. When I was a freshman in high school for a video that I had to make for my social studies class, I somehow shoehorned in a music video of me and my dog Cooper, with a golden retriever, uh, dancing around the yard to Mariah Carey's "Dream Lover." <laughs> Um, and I thought it was amazing, and then I showed it to the class, and everyone was like, that's real weird. Um, do you have that video? Dear God, do you have that video? No, oh, um, I'm sure it's in a VHS, I'm sure it's somewhere in my mom's house, she keeps all everything, so it's probably in a box full of VHS tapes, but if I find it, I will definitely let you, let you know. <laughs> <laughs> we would like to premiere it at the next Two Girls, One Pup show, please, because that... Sounds amazing. That's perfect. Um, Okay, final question. I want you each answer this about the other person. This could cause problems, but let's hope not. What what attribute of the other person do you think is most dog-like? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, His ability to sleep all day is very similar to an old, ill dog. (laughs) (laughs) Uh... I would say Andy's nervous energy. Uh, he's kind of always in motion and always uh, in and out of every room in the house. He's being really productive, so it feels a lot like um, kind of like a, a busybody dog, like that's sticking around for everything. And, of course, the cuddling and the balls licking. <laughs> John Lewis and Andy Enninger and Pearl, thank you guys so much for being on the Two Girls, One Pup show. Thank you. Thank you so much, Monique. Yeah. Have a good night, guys. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. You can find out more what John and Andy are up to on their Twitter feeds. John is at John Loose Wins. That's L-O-O-S. Andy is at at Andy Enninger. Whew, that's tough to say. And make sure to check us out at twogirlsonepupshow.com where you can find out about our next regular shows and special events that we have coming up. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram. We're always doing, let's be honest, really dumb stuff that have to do with dogs. But it's fun because that's what we do. Thanks, guys. Girls One Pup Pupcast is produced by myself and Sammy Junio and is part of the Hello Lion Face Podcast Network. Additional contributions and Googling by Corey Rittmaster. Our theme music was created by Matthew Lauren Cohen. The Two Girls One Pup logo was designed by Lindsay McRae and the Pupcast logo was redesigned by Heather Hanford. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, rate, share, review, shout it from the rooftops, howl at the moon, tell people about us. Thanks! Sit, comet, sit. I said sit. Don't embarrass me, dog.